The views and opinions of this podcast are of those of the host, guests, and that's it. Views do not reflect family members, employment, or anything else. The main cast podcast is an area where everyone can be themselves, honestly and truthfully. And we are also striving to make a space that is safe for anyone, anyone, despite whatever sex, gender, age, or ability may be, the main cast podcast is a safe place for everyone to come, listen, laugh, enjoy, and share. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Main Cast Podcast, presented by me, Professor Christopher, and my very sharp and intelligent mind. Now, we took a little bit of a break, you know, sometimes you just gotta stop. I mean, I I say this from time to time, but sometimes, you know, when you're in this creative space or you're in the space where you're producing stuff and you're the only guy doing it, you just got to take a take a little stop, take a deep breath, you know, live life outside of brainstorming and recording and and putting things together and all of that. You know, that way you don't suffer from the thing that's called burnout, you know, although it's something that I love to do. You can still suffer burnout, and that's for anything that you love to do. You know, if you do it too much, or if you're going too hard without a break, you will suffer burnout, and it'll cause the quality of your thing to go down, and that is absolutely not what I want to do. You know, you deserve better than that. If I'm requesting your time to listen... Then, of course, I'm going to put my best foot forward, you know. So this is my this is my effort to you, you know, to make sure that I'm maintaining a positive space, a good, good area, you know, wonderful positivity. And and, and I'm able to think without just putting out some BS, you know, if I got to take a break for a couple of weeks. And that's what we're going to do. But we ain't going to be gone too long because we don't want our our momentum or whatever that we got going. We don't want it to die because, you know, attention spans are short. And, you know, if you're out of sight for too long, you're out of mind. So, of course, we're back. And if, and if, if, if this is your first time listening to an epa lecture that i put out that you may have seen retweeted or posted somewhere give me a good listen give me a good honest listen after that if you want to come back and listen to more then please by all means do so i would also appreciate it if you were to subscribe to the content on the avenue of your choice I would also enjoy it if you were to leave me a, a, a rate 
review a comment or something on that specific um, area in which you're getting your podcast from as well. It helps me know what I'm doing well and what I might not be doing as well because, you know, stars reflect how you feel about the podcast, right? So just help me help you so I can make this experience one that is enjoyable for all parties. Of course, I know that I'm not going to please 100% of the people 100% of the time. But like maybe 87%, you know, that's, that's, that's rather good as well. So, as usual, it's about that time where I need to lubricate my, my vocal cords. Get all my thoughts together so I can get them out. So I'm going to ask you to hang on for just a brief second. And we'll be right back. And we are back. You know, this mic is so, so wonderful. And it's so full. And it's so great. Might hear a little ruffling every now and again. You know, don't be alarmed. I'm, I'm conditioning my hair. Uh, while we're we are doing this podcasting thing, right? But that's that's a side note. That's a real side note. Now, let's get into it. Now, if you haven't been living under a rock, or you know, if you haven't been taking like a, a media sabbatical, or you know, just living in a world where you don't have breaking news or anything like that, there's a thing where. Supreme Court justices have have decided to overturn, you know, Roe Ro versus Wade. Now, without going into immediate details of, you know, what Roe versus Wade is, we just say, you know, that it was something that allowed women to have autonomy over their health care, their body, you know, what they want their body to produce, what they want, what they don't want their body to produce. Uh, there's also other legislature that is built into Roe versus Wade as well. Uh, and suggest it because the, the list is quite extensive. Uh, you would have to do your own research on that kind of thing. But here, but here is, here is the alarming thing, right? As soon as it was overturned, thousands and thousands and thousands of women all across the country were immediately triggered with sadness, anger, every emotion that you could that you could attribute to them at that point in time. And you know, you, you really can't blame them. For some, Roe versus Wade was allowed them to have the ability to receive treatment to 
abort a child that was conceived without consent. You know, these are victims of sexual assault who were inseminated without their permission. And by doing so, of course, you know, you know how 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 the process goes, you know, semen fertilizes the egg, egg turns into a fetus, you know, and then, you know, things from from there on, from there on, from there on, right? So, they were able to correct something that shouldn't have happened in the first place because again we're dealing with consent here the, there was a lack of consent like you are not allowed to do this to my body you've already invaded my privacy you have our all you've also taken away my right to say no by forcing me into a situation that I don't want to be in you know, from so on and so on, right? And then, of course, you know, what happens, happens. And then Roe versus Wade allowed, this is one of the things that it allowed. And again, like immediately when it was overturned, you could just feel the pain of a lot of women. There's a lot of women close to you right now who may have never have spoken about what, Roe versus Wade has done for them. And there's a, there's a, there's, there's probably a few who don't even know exactly what Roe versus Wade has done for them as far as them being able to control their own body, their destiny and everything like that. You see this, this decision makers in the country, they have, they have a weird fixation with with whores, right? And although you know they they love to to have you think that they think highly of everyone who they consider a constituent, that's not true. And the the definition of whore isn't really what. Is really what it is like written out in the dictionary to be anymore. Because basically anybody with um, free reign and the in the ability to say yes or no is a whore. And if she's willing to have sex with men who aren't her husband, then oh boy, what a whore or hoe, slut, whatever that they want to call it, right? But here. Here, here's the the real kicker of the over overturning of Roe versus Wade, right? So, on the surface, okay, on the surface, it looks like, hey, we are making a decision to to ban to do what we can to ban abortions because. We have the safety of women in mind. We know at times women do not have the facilities to think critically 
in high pressure situations. This is what they're saying. This is not what I'm saying, but this is what they're saying about women, right? They don't have the ability to control their emotions and their thoughts in high pressure situations. They do not know how to control sexual urges. They do not know how to safely partake in sexual intercourse at all. So, in order to get you to, to understand how dire and how, how immediate this is to your health, we are going to take away that one thing that, that most of you use as a plan A to get you out of the woods when that whore behavior caught up with you. That's what they, that's what they say on the surface. But if you dig deeper into the situation, if you dig deeper now, a lot of people who are within the government, who are of the Caucasian persuasion, I would say, a lot of them believe in the replacement theory. And if you're familiar with the name of the place, replacement theory it's the same thing that fueled the Buffalo shooter to do what he did when he did it on that on that terrible, terrible day where he decides to go to to shoot victims at a grocery store. All black. Right. So the same thing that fueled the Buffalo shooter. Is basically the same thing that a lot of people within the government, a lot of the movers and shakers in the government believe is going to happen. They believe that eventually, if nothing is done, white people will become a minority. And by them becoming a minority, that would mean that they would be treated as such. And the minorities now will overtake the population of the Caucasian people. It did, of course, it also makes you think, well, sh well, damn. If being a minority is so bad and they know this, yet they still continue to treat minorities like crap, like like voting numbers. And, 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 and everything else that's that's wrong with the world if, if you know that then why not change how you treat minorities but again you know that's probably a different question and a different discussion for a different day you know what's so scary about becoming a minority but the thing about replacement theory also is if that kind of thing were to happen None of them would be alive to see it. So basically what they're doing is they are attempting to make the world better for future generations of 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 traditionalist white people. I'm not going to say it's all white people, but I, what I am going to say is it's more or less your traditionalists. And what I mean by traditionalists is basically they believe that. White men were meant for white women. 
and white women were meant for white men. They're not for race mixing. You know, they'll be in 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 places with you because they have to be. But if they had it their way, they wouldn't. If they could segregate themselves and be within legal parameters to do so, then that's what they're going to do. They're not going to move into any kind of melting pot uh, neighborhood. You know, it's going to be all white, everything. Right. So here is the second part of this. Right. So. Why? Why is everybody getting punished? For what traditionalists think. And it has to do. With white men losing the autonomy. No. It has to do with white men losing control. Over. White women. And again I'm speaking in. A a traditionalist. I'm speaking for the traditionalist mindset. That I just talked about right. So. Let's go back again. I covered this a little bit on the Buffalo episode, but we, we could go a little bit deeper now. Okay. So there was at one point where the white man could control his woman. You know, he could, he controlled how she dressed, when she walked, how she walked, when she talked, what she said. Um, he controlled literally every aspect of, of her life especially when it was time to reproduce although the woman is the one who's carrying that big rock-headed baby she didn't have no real say in 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 when it was time you know when when it was time to produce more babies or or you know if she was feeling the need that hey um these last couple of pregnancies were a little rough on me. I don't want any more. Or, you know, I want to do something for myself that doesn't involve me spending nine months of my life pregnant over and over and over and over again, right? She had no control over that. When it was time to lay down, it was time to do work. And all of this was at the will and beck of your traditionalist white man. Over the generations, what happened? They began to lose control of their women. White women said, we have minds of our own. We would like to be able to control our bodies. And more more importantly, we would like to control our reproductive systems. So at that point, you know, they started getting on birth control. They were, they were telling people, hey, I, I only want this amount of kids and this is the amount of kids that we're having. No longer were they have wanting to have 9, 10, 11, 12 children anymore. One to two would work. Sometimes three. Now you do have people who do want to have these big giant families. But for the most part, people don't. Even with the advances in medical technology, you know, and and, 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 and 
prenatal care and all of these things like people just don't want to have those many children children are very expensive allegedly i don't know i don't have them but word on the streets children are very very expensive and to have five six seven eight nine and above wow so with the loss of control of their women came also the loss of them controlling who they were having children by race mixing it's 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 this is really the big thing that they're trying to i guess more or less stop or lessen because women are not white all white women are not having all white children it's not a traditional sense of what's going on now i mean of course you know there are clearly there's white people producing other white people but you had this kind of thing with the masses where you wouldn't just have to really just pay attention but now white women are, are of course you know they're to much to the chagrin of the traditionalists they're having children with black men they're having children with asian men they're having children with latin men they're having children with everyone except for white men much to the chagrin of traditionalists now traditionalists white men and women who do not believe in race mixing there and believe it or not there's there's decision makers in the government who are also against race mixing but they can't say that they can't say that because it makes them look racist and if they appear racist then what's going to happen they can't they can't be in the government So what do they do? They do things like this. You know, they they support the overturning of Roe versus Wade all to protect white life. And there was even a politician who is caught on camera. I guess she was introducing Donald Trump or whatever for some odd reason. And she mentioned the preservation of white life. And this wasn't a, a Freudian slip or anything like this. This is exactly what Roe versus the overturning of Roe versus Wade is trying to do. They told you that black women were the face of abortion. But clearly that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Because they're trying to stop white women from aborting their white children the numbers allegedly have to <coughs> excuse me <coughs> they have to keep going because if they don't the days of being 
in control, inconsiderate. Those days are over. And much to the chagrin of traditionalists, they would hate to be treated how they have been treating people for decades, for centuries. They fear repercussions. They fear being left out. They fear being wiped out. And Olive is really unjust. So in a nutshell, Roe versus Wade was overturned because traditionalists were mad at non-traditionalists for not sticking to the plan and reproducing enough white life to keep the numbers high to keep them in control. That's the gist of it. And to me, that is is really ridiculous. It's really ridiculous because if you have free will, if we were granted free will by our Lord and Savior, right? You should be able to make any decision that you would like to make as far as your body and your reproductive system is concerned. Now, they do have stories in the Bible where, you know, pulling out was a sin. I believe there was a a, a man who was smited immediately after spilling his seed onto the ground. You know, the, the, biblically, they want you to be fruitful. You know, sow those those oats. And allegedly somewhere within the Bible, they figured they they were able to interpret that one kind of person should stick with one kind of person. And that's the end of that. You know, there's no long there's no such thing as separation of church and state anymore. Because every decision that we, we, we come closer to. There's some sort of zealot who is hiding behind a a loose transition of the Bible. Something that their pastor told them that that's what they're reinterpreting as far as it um, results in them coming up with legislature. Now, although this is a mostly Christian nation. Everyone interprets the word differently. You can have a group of 10 people in one room reading the same verses, chapters and verses, everything. And all 10 people would get a different idea of what was written in that passage. And it doesn't matter which version of the Bible it is. King James, New English, uh, uh, the William Shakespeare version, whatever, whatever. There isn't going to be a consensus on what was written within 
the lines and chapters of whatever selection was chosen for that week's Bible study. And people are doing this in order, like I said, in order to, to make laws, to make it seem like they're protecting you from yourself because you, the non-traditionalist, you are wayward. You are not walking with the Lord properly. Because if you were, you wouldn't need an abortion. Which is the big sticking point for why Roe versus Wade was overturned. There is no chance in hell that anyone is going to come out and say, yeah, well, you know, uh, honestly, you know, we don't care that much about abortion but again you know there's this there's this neat theory that's called replacement theory and it's very scary and i don't want my the the my future uh my you know my my hairs i don't you know in 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 their offspring i don't want them to go through a life where they are treated as second class citizens they're not gonna come out and say that they're not. They're, they're just not. And it takes people like this who have these kinds of avenues to say, hey, man, uh, this is what's really going on, bro. Like you can call you can call me a conspiracy theorist or 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 whatever it is, but th- these are the kinds of things. That people tell us about. There's theories about how the black man is going to eventually become the man. And they can't have that. Because the black man is always inferior. Education wise. Moral wise. Just as a human being, we're inferior. And for us to be number one in this country, there's gonna there's a lot of people that believe in replacement theory. They would rather they would rather harm themselves than live in a world where they are treated exactly how they have treated second class citizens and that's and that's just the cold hard facts there jack ask them if you are able ever able to find a person who agrees with the overturning of roe versus wade ask them if they have ever heard of replacement theory they get a little shaky or they or, or they get a little reluctant to answer more than likely they have heard of it and more than likely they have read it and they have researched it, you know, because people do they do their quote unquote, they do their research. They have researched it and they have and they've looked at the world. They've taken a look at the world just as the Buffalo shooter did. They, they take they took a deep look at the world and they see. And they see a world 
that is trying to transition away from whiteness. And if you ask me, I feel like that is a mental health issue. Because who said the world is supposed to revolve around you anyway? You live in a world where there are more than one color of person. Who said it was supposed to revolve around you? Who said that you were supposed to be the one who made all the decisions for everybody? Who's the one who is to say that just because you don't want your women doing that, then no women can be doing that? Because that's initially what they did. Again, this is this is similar to affirmative action, right? It was something specifically aimed at white women, traditionalist white women, to get them on board and to get them to be able to have upward mobility because, again, they got tired of seeing white men being able to make all the decisions, so they, they, they made noise, and then affirmative action happened. And then what did they do with affirmative action? They painted it on minorities to make it look like we were the ones who were accepting handouts for employment because they had to meet numbers. And at the same time, the most beneficial, the benefactor of affirmative action was white women the whole time. They were saying, look, they're hiring Negroes and Mexicans. And they would point and traditionalists would be like, boo, look at them. They taking all our jobs. But at the same time, they're with their left hand. They're waving the white women in the back door, the traditionalist one, not the ones that be out here race mixing and all that. And all that fancy stuff. You know, they, they say, come on, come on in. We got you. We got a we got a nice board position for you. We got some CEO spots for you. We got some COO spots for you. But let me tell you. Remember me. Remember what I did for you. And when I call in these favors. You better be on board. Which leads me to this. At one point in time, I thought that for women, it would be very beneficial for them to have like some sort of like super symposium of super educated women who were able and willing to be like, yo, Mr. White Man, I see that you're doing this. You know, I see that you're trying to overturn abortions. And I see that you're trying to do weird things with birth control. And I see that you're trying to do this. And I see that you're trying to do that. But for women, these things are very beneficial. You know, just because birth control stops birth does not mean that that you know women are getting on it so they can be whores okay there's some women who have pcos there's some women who have like weird irregular flows in the birth control is is regulating that and is keeping them from 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 doing all kinds of 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 
things that would dehabilitate them from living a regular life. All because they have a period, right? That's what birth control in a, in a nutshell is able to do. Yeah, okay, they're able to make the decision where, hey, uh, you don't need that condom with me because I'm on birth control. And they're able to do it with whatever man that they want to do it with, right? Much to the chagrin of traditionalists. However, there are other benefits to birth control. And I'm a man and I know that. However, once I really get to thinking again, like that super symposium of super smart women who will be able to go against the patriarchy in, in the government and say, hey, this is what this is the real reasons why we need this, this and this. I would think I was thinking like, wow, man, that would be a, such a good idea. But then if if you take a good hard look and if you listen really well, a lot of those women who are quote unquote really smart and really in the government for whatever reasons that they're into it, they're going to sell women up the river just as they always do now. Right. Because there's always a contrarian in the group and there's always multiple contrarians as far as women's health is concerned. Most recently was the subject of, of, of breastfeeding. Women couldn't even agree on that. You know, there's some women who who just don't have the ability to breastfeed for whatever reason. However, their voices were drowned by the women who were able and blessed, quote unquote, enough to be able to breastfeed. So all of a sudden they become the majority and the women who had the defunct dysfunction. Sorry. We don't care about you. This is what other women were saying to other women. Much to the chagrin of men who who also were ignorant to the facts of breastfeeding. Right. So they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Every time women are trying to progress and they're trying to to get some things going for them on a progressive side of things, there's always the traditionalist woman who is saying no. She's repeating the same things. That her husband is saying. And in the government. Those same women. Are saying the same thing. That their male that their male partners. In, in crime in the government. Are saying. In order to stay in favor. With not only their partners. But to the people. And traditionalists. Who look at them as. Whatever. Omnipotent person. That they see them as. And you can and if you don't believe me, you could just look up when when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Here come the traditionalists again. Well, they, you know, you tell them, wow, man, this is this is history in the making. We have a very strong candidate for the presidency and it is a woman. Will you be voting for Hillary? And what did they say? They said no. I will not be voting for Hillary Clinton. And, it, and this is before. Well, this might have been before and after the alleged emails and whatever other 
issues that Hillary had. And when when the reporter would ask, well, again, this is very historic for women. This is the chance to have a female president in the Oval Office. Why don't you want to be on that side of history to be known as a person who voted a woman into office? And what did they say? Well, I don't believe that women should be president. That sounds like a man's job. Women shouldn't be in that kind of office making those kinds of decisions. Like These were the things that they were saying. And of course, you know, who's standing right next to him or not too far away from him? Their traditionalist husband. Because if she dare has said something progressive, that was going to be her ass when they got to the house. Because again, traditionalist. They even went as far as saying, you know, biblically, this was this would not make sense. For the United States of America to vote a woman into the Oval Office. You know, I know it pretty much at this point, you know, they're probably shitting bricks. Seeing the vice president that we have now. That's that's a little too much for them. And they probably wish that Joe Biden had a vice president that was a man. They hate seeing her in them power suits. They hate seeing her on TV. They hate seeing her having a free mind. But then, is it really hate? Or is it really jealousy? Is it jealousy? Like, deep down on the inside, do they really wish... That they had the same strength to do the same independent things that a lot of these progressive women are doing. But then they get they get, get to thinking about the comforts of their traditionalist lifestyle. Well, all they have to do is, you know, make sure that the home is okay. The kids have long since flew to coop. The grandchildren probably come over every other weekend, you know, spend most of the time during the summers. But other than that, their husband handles everything. And even then, when the husband is handling everything, guess who gets left out of of family planning when it's time to to get life insurance and things of that nature? Them. You, a traditionalist will laugh in your face when you say, hey, your wife is running the household. You said this. I'm repeating what you said. You said that your, your wife is running the household and without her, your household would cease to exist. How about we... Put a life insurance plan together for your wife that would allow some kind of financial compensation to happen 
to where you could potentially hire someone to come help you pick up where she left off. And they will laugh at you in your face like you told a Dave Chappelle joke. I ain't lying. But I'm not BSing. That has happened to me before. But hey, you know, this is where we are as a country right now. Traditionalists are strapping their boots and they are willing to overturn and, and, and deny whatever, whatever freedoms that, that women have right now in order to preserve white life. Just like the lady said when she was introducing Donald Trump. There's a video snippet of it on Twitter, social media, and it's going around. And that's exactly what's going on, right? No fruity and slips or nothing. That's exactly what's going on. And for the life of me in this podcast, I really hope that you give this a, a, a good listen and you're able to to kind of understand something else outside of what we're all seeing because there is something deeper in play. And don't let this be the, the thing that kind of bamboozles you because this is way deeper than women going to an abortion clinic and making their own minds up about aborting pregnancies. Traditionalists are trying to run the numbers up by any means necessary, whether it's a consensual pregnancy or not. They do not care as long as they are able to mark white as a race and cover it in the census. That way they can continue to show that there is growth within the the white family, the traditionalist white family. And to secure their spot as the top dog, quote unquote, and I mean top dog really loosely, but to secure their position as top dog to ensure that they will not be treated as second class citizens. Thank you for listening to the Main Cast Podcast. One of Good Pod's favorite podcasts. Hopefully, it's one of your new favorites as well. Now, remember, please, please, please give this podcast your subscription. Please give this podcast a rating. Please give this podcast comments. The more activity that you guys do, the better it is for this podcast to potentially move up in algorithms and potentially be listed on your favorite avenues such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, and more. Again, I would like to thank you all for listening to this podcast. And have a good rest of your day.